Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe better help is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. For our entire lives, every single one of us has been developing a filter through which we see and interpret the world. This filter dictates the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and about other people and about the world around us. But because we've carried this narrator with us for our entire lives, it can be difficult to tell which stories are actually fiction. And it can be even more difficult to remember that you're allowed to rewrite certain storylines in your life and ideally eventually try to create some happier through lines for your story. And the language we know today was developed in 1979 by a cognitive behavioral therapist named Aaron Beck, and he outlined three interrelated levels of cognition. We have our core beliefs, our dysfunctional assumptions, and our automatic negative thoughts. And if we think about our automatic negative thoughts as the situational expression of our dysfunctional assumptions and negative core beliefs, I feel like it makes the language a little bit clearer, but core beliefs are basically formed really early in life, and they have been shaped by everything, our upbringing, our experiences, every trauma, every conversation, and because of that, they are very deep-seated and embedded so that it makes it not only difficult to change, but difficult to address where it's affecting our lives, because it always has. 
And as with everything in the brain, they were really productive at one point in our lives. As we form our experiences, they help us understand or connect or feel a sense of safety in an insecure world. But despite having an original helpful function to help us make sense of the world, they can become unproductive or even harmful, especially if they're not as rooted in reality, which can happen really easily to us if we've been through any traumatic experience. And for the most part, we're all going to have some good core beliefs, some bad core beliefs, and some neutral core beliefs. But the problem with that is nothing in life is all good or all bad or all neutral. And because of that, it's really important to learn when to drop these assumptions so that we can really respect the nuance and subtleties that every experience brings with it. And it sucks to admit that we might have certain assumptions or beliefs that muddy the waters of how we interpret reality. And although our neutral beliefs and our positive beliefs can muddy the waters for sure, it's obvious that the negative core beliefs demand our attention the most. And in 2005, Judith Beck proposed the three main categories of negative core beliefs about the self, which were helplessness, unlovability, and worthlessness. Obviously, each of those are umbrella terms that encompass things like unlikability or feeling like we're incapable of intimacy or we're a burden or we're insignificant or we feel vulnerable or insecure. But those are just the three main categories. Obviously, there are many more. And those are just negative core beliefs about the self. We also tend to hold on to negative views of others. We might assume certain people are untrustworthy or out to hurt us. Or you might just not trust people in general and assume that everyone's out for themselves. And if we really start to believe that, then that makes us anxious about meeting other people. It makes us anxious to avoid rejection. And it really makes us feel like we need to seek validation from others in a people-pleasing way that isn't always authentic to our true selves. In 2007, Russ Harris wrote The Happiness Trap and argued that we have far less control over our thoughts and feelings than we like to think. And he challenges the cognitive behavioral therapy assumption that we must reason ourselves out of unwanted states of mind, arguing that willpower is a limited resource, which means it might be more efficient to manage our condition rather than expend all of our energy on trying to avoid it or change those bad thoughts completely. Instead, we should simply observe and accept them and try to let them go. In the book, he does suggest that those counterproductive control strategies are the core problems, and though I feel like that's a generalization that doesn't apply to all situations, I do agree with his assertion that our attempts to curb negative thinking or change our unproductive core beliefs can take up a lot of time and energy. And because they're so deeply ingrained in us, they're typically ineffective in the long run anyway. So he proposes that we completely stop trying to control our thoughts and beliefs and refrain from labeling them good or bad, but aim instead for a more value-led and action-driven approach to life. And don't get me wrong, I am someone who definitely values the power of being able to reframe our thoughts and our inner dialogue, and I have benefited from it in the past, but it is a ton of work and it takes years of practice. So I think by having a strategy like this to take over in the meantime, 
is really effective and really important. And in practice, Russ suggests we say things like thank you mind whenever we're bombarded with unhelpful thoughts so that we remember to other them and we're not taking the content of those thoughts too seriously. We've also talked about inviting your anxiety to sit at the table with you or to join you on your journey. But really, anything that helps you remember that your thoughts are just words and your opinions and beliefs are too. Whenever you are getting lost in the sauce of your own busy, busy mind, Because as much as our internal filters and the way we think about the world around us and ourselves is helpful for the most part and can be really protective and valuable and it won't be changed in a day, it doesn't mean we can't address where it's affecting us negatively as soon as possible so that we don't let it color our lives and convince us that that's the only way it could have been colored. Anyway, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 